As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. 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 And what's up, Obscurians? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve. I'm one of the hosts, and with me, he's known as the Dungeon Master of the Castle in Tampa, Florida. It's... <laughs> it is your hell. Uh, that is a niche joke for those not uh, in Florida uh, and those that don't know of the castle. Well, we've talked but, about um, it so much. I mean, if they're a uh, regular listener, then they know what we're talking about. And if not, then um, it's, it's, it's the goth club. It's yeah, the goth club. <laughs> it's the goth club. And uh, Google it if you don't know it. Uh, so, yep. yes. And uh Speaking of goth, uh, I don't know if this is a proper transition, but yes, today's episode is all about uh, the Dungeons and Dragons uh, cartoon, uh, a show that I didn't remember at all. Uh, did you ever watch it back in the day? Uh, I thought I didn't, but sorry, I'm trying it's to okay. fix this webcam here. Uh, but uh, I thought I didn't, but then once I started watching it uh, yesterday, it definitely came back to me. I, I you know, didn't watch it regularly or anything, but I've definitely caught pieces of it here and there for sure. And uh, I do have my, my cauldron coffee mug here, very <laughs> apropos, Steve. He's gonna uh, and I apologize for the listeners if I sound congested. It's because I'm still a little congested. But by the end of this, I'll be fun-jested. Uh, <laughs> I think the audience will be as well. Um Dungeon. <laughs> yeah, you need to it's, it's roll a twelve-sided die to improve your health, buddy. Well, come on. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Steve, you and I, with with our uh, Dungeons and Dragons related punnery <laughs> here, are big Dungeons and Dragoners. Obviously, uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously not. But I am curious, though, as to your history with. Um, not only Dungeons and Dragons, like the game, but just, uh, I guess, tabletop gaming in general, if there is a history. Um, I have never played Dungeons and Dragons. Now, it's not for a lack of wanting mm -hmm. to. Uh, at one point, I was dating this girl, and one of the first things we did was go to, she was like, I have, I want to hang out with you, but I've got like this Dungeons and Dragons thing that my friends and I have to do separately. <laughs> <laughs> and I really didn't know too much about it. And uh, now I understand, you know, you, you don't want to lose like where you're at in the story or whatever. But uh, and this to, to be having a great time. And it was very cool. I had a hard time following along, mm -hmm. but uh, it seemed really cool. But it also became very clear. It is a time investment. Oh, uh, uh, and that's why the only reason why I really haven't. Played. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me she was like, I want to play sexual Dungeons and Dragons. And then, you know, every time you like roll a certain number, you have to remove an article of clothing. Is that is that a thing or did I just make it up? You don't need a, a Dungeons and Dragons board. <laughs> you, you don't? We'll, we'll talk offline. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk offline in my in my. <laughs> 
I remember that's what I kept referring to your uh, um, home as when we had the live recording, or not live, but the IRL recordings back, um, Yeah, you know, a whole two years ago. Uh, well, I guess that's yeah. a, a, a good transition to mention that we're going to be coming up on uh, episode 100 here. I don't know what we're going to do for it, um, but uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. But it's going to be a big, big deal. It's going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest 100th episode in the history of podcasting. You wait. Uh, I don't know what you're doing right now. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm imitating our President Trump. I mean, I know you're a big fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, just like you. <laughs> I'm just... just want to put it out there... Steve is not a big fan. Nah. Yeah, I'm going to help you out here. <laughs> well, yeah, no, definitely not. But uh, I am a, a fan of impressions. And yeah, I know I need my Trump needs some work. But anyway. Um, hey, it's okay. The real Trump does too. <laughs> uh, but that's it's like, anyways, we should move on. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've been alienating uh, Christians the last few <laughs> weeks. And I guess we're going to continue this week by diving into Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, if you dragons. like Trump more power to you just as long as you listen to us that's all we care about um but yeah as long as it's more power to you and not to him right right for sure (laughs) uh i actually tried to or i guess successfully played a uh campaign of dungeons and dragons one summer my friend's uh, older brother he acted as dungeon master and rounded up a few of my high school chums and um, I don't, he sort of changed it a little bit instead of like your typical, um, you know, barbarians and I guess fantasy creatures for whatever reason, it was, um, I guess, Asian mythology. Like we were like ninjas and samurais oh, cool. and stuff. Uh, yes. And it went well until like someone died and then they got really, I mean, not an actual player, but a player in the game. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, his character died and, um, emotions ran high and then we never played again after that and yeah i mean oh my god yeah i know right uh and yeah the amount of organization it takes uh to like get people together and like come up with a story and everything i mean i i can't imagine in this day and age that people actually still do it (laughs) uh oh my god it's bigger than ever man like critical uh what's called critical role or critical Mm -hmm. hit uh is like one of the biggest like twitch channels and it's like a you know, Dungeons and Dragons centered one. Uh, and I mean, I, I know several people, several middle-aged people, older than mm. me even, that, you know, play it pretty actively. Uh, they, these people don't have children, <laughs> of course. But uh, <laughs> Right, I mean. No, because I, I, I say that because of the time it takes, you know, for uh, to do it. But I, I really do want to play a game one day. I just, I want it to not be more than two hours, right. which doesn't seem like that's a thing. Uh, you know who's a, what wrestler? Do you think is a huge, huge fan? They're not currently active, but they were. A, I'll give you some clues. They were worked in WCW. Mm-hmm. They were a big get from the WWE. One of the big first big wrestlers that came from WCW to WWE during the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they have a very memorable theme song. Oh man, gosh, this is hard. But they're no longer in WWE. Um. Can I just make, I'll make one guess. Wait, it can't be him because I know motorcycles was his thing. Well, <laughs> it's not Buff Bagwell. The Undertaker. The, <laughs> Buff Bagwell, that's the big No, get? I was going to say uh, Chuck Palumbo. Um, <laughs> that's the big get? I mean, not yet. I don't, let me, let me just put tell it, me. This guy was a world okay. champion in WCW a couple times before he came to WWE during the height of the Attitude height Era. Height of the Attitude Era. Um, 
He debuted during the main event of St. Valentine's Massacre in WWE. Jeez, that's hard. Um, uh, the Canyon? Steve, canyon. What did I just canyon, Canyon. Canyon <laughs> was a former WCW? Just Steve, tell me, man. We, we just tell me. About. Just tell me. Well, it's the big oh, show. Oh. I see. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's rude. Uh, hey, Big Show's a. It's an entertaining guy. Uh, yeah, probably more. I, I think he's entertaining. Yeah. I just think he's like he's at times has been a victim of the book. Right. But he himself as a person, like especially when he's doing commentary on like AEW Dark, he's very entertaining. I've you watch AEW Dark. Sometimes, <laughs> like if I hear there's a good match, right, right, or whatever, something, or if somebody, or if somebody I know. Well, is on jump, it, jumping like, back to role playing games. So, uh, I mean, I'd imagine, are you maybe more into video game RPGs? Have you maybe played more of those than actual tabletop? You know, I'm not a bit. I like the idea <laughs> of a video game RPG, but there are time sync too. Oh, man. I mean, uh, back in I the did, day, where did you at least play Final Fantasy three or maybe Lunar or any of those? <sighs> I played Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I'm more of a, like, point-and-click adventure game guy. If we're going to, like, that would be the closest to, mm-hmm. like, something like that. But in real life, you had asked about tabletop games. There's a Star Trek uh, CCG game, customizable card mm-hmm. game, uh, that I got into pretty heavily uh, in my teens. And as recently as two years ago, I went on eBay and I bought a shit ton of cards for it and... Uh, Tried to get somebody to play it with me in IRL, and they cannot follow along the rules. And frankly, I had trouble. Did you guys remove an article of clothing whenever you lost? Was it? No, we. I don't think we even like finished a game. <laughs> I'm just, it's just okay. trying to make RPGs sexy. Is that so wrong? I mean, RPGs can be <laughs> sexy. Stuff. I, I feel like, is there like a sexy RPG story you want to tell? <laughs> I mean, if someone wanted to make you want to, if live? someone wanted to make a <laughs> role-playing game of Escape to Earth, they're welcome to do it. I mean, as long as I get my Sandy, if you're listening, <laughs> Steve's wife, if you're listening, I think Steve's trying to set out some hints here as to what he wants for his birthday. Just a just a little sexy uh, role-playing. Thank God uh, she doesn't listen anymore. Um, I mean, not not because she didn't enjoy listening to us, but because uh, she's just too. She doesn't smart. have a commute. That was our. That was probably our one female fan. Actually, uh, if I'm wrong, let us know in the comments. You're, Steve, your sister was literally oh, in yeah. the chat last Who? week. No. <laughs> but no, she only listened because we were covering Salute Your Shorts. She's uh, not like a regular listener. Um, but uh, hey, whatever. We'll take what we can get here. Um, so, all right, I think we pretty much covered our history. Uh, I don't know. In the world of like heart, do you consider yourself like a you know a fantasy genre guy? Like, do you have some uh, movies that you enjoyed or watched over the day over the years? I, I actually am not a fan of the fantasy genre. Anything set like in medievalish Renaissance times, uh, other than the Renaissance Fair, I like going to mm. that. But uh, like movies and stuff, I mean, like The Witcher, I can't really get into because of the setting. Skyrim, I can't get into because of the setting. Now, I'll play Mass Effect, even though it's basically just Skyrim in space, mm. you know. So it's it's literally just the coat of paint for whatever reason. I just have a hard time getting into that. Stuff. So you don't like? Um, uh, doesn't mean I haven't enjoyed some stuff in that genre. Mm, but so I mean, you're not like into like the original Conan or Beastmaster, any like Dragon Slayer, those original like movies from the '80s. 
I mean, I remember liking Conan the Barbarian as a kid, mm-hmm. but I mean, I liked lots of stupid things. I haven't whoa, watched it whoa. since. Whoa, Conan the Barbarian no, is I'm a not... classic character, brah. Hey, listen, I know that's one of your former governors there in California. <laughs> I, I don't mean to step I on your I wasn't living here during that time. I wish I was, but I wasn't. Um, so, uh, all right. I mean, I, I don't really care for too much of the fantasy genre that's coming out these days. Like, so you, you never watched Game of Thrones at all? I tried to get into mm. it. I watched like the first five or six episodes. Mm. And I don't know, it was one of those shows where like I could tell like I didn't think it was bad. Mm. I could tell it was going to be good. But, you know, they introduced like a lot of characters. At oh, first, yeah. And it seems like not a lot is happening, but it, there's just a lot of world building going on. I was just like, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, I think right that's now. basically what we're saying is that like role playing games at least for you and I, it's too much of a time suck to commit to <laughs> as adults. We're, we're young and hip, Steve. We're the TikTok generation. <laughs> well, I mean, we're on TikTok. I mean, I don't know if we're actually welcome to be there, but we're on it all right. Um, and uh, yeah, that's why you know, TikTok, you know, you got your, uh, you know, 10 second to one minute videos. You can't play an RPG in that time. <laughs> Hey, now you can, now you can do a ten minute video, right? Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. And if we that that seems like the worst idea for TikTok yes. to do. Like, it's funny on YouTube. I'll watch like a video that's a couple hours long. You know, if, uh, if it's good mm. on TikTok, if a video is more than two minutes long, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, and and I meant to mention that. So, it's so funny how that yeah, works. Uh, back to you know people playing RPGs. I know uh, a popular genre of podcast. Is called an actual play where it's just audio of people playing um, RPGs, uh, basically. And sometimes they add like sound design and, uh, you know, basically sort of turn it into. So it's like a radio play, like an old school uh, radio play, basically. Basically, they throw it into the audio drama uh, genre. And and I'm like, "Uh, I think they kind of deserve their own sort of genre, but whatever. They can throw it in there um, if they want to. A list. I mean, it's very close to yeah. it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I just don't get any joy out of listening to people play play a game. Now, I would like to play that game if I had the time, but as far as me listening as a spectator, that's just not going to happen. I think that's probably one of those things where if you're like big into playing mm-hmm. those kind of games, you can probably appreciate those kind of sure. podcasts more because you can get ideas for your own stories to do or your own characters and your own mm-hmm. play and see what other people are doing. So I bet it's one of those things where if you're into it on your own, you're going to be really into the podcast. For sure. Uh, so let's jump, go ahead and jump into uh, the Dungeon Dragons uh, sort of IMDB here before we uh, you know, go to the Obscuratron. And uh, we already talked about the cartoon a little bit. Like as, as you were saying, uh, I think I, I vaguely remembered the opening and like nothing else, uh, basically, <laughs> as I was watching it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I definitely remember that opening. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. memorable for all the yeah. reasons. <laughs> so yeah, Dungeons and Dragons uh, ran from 1983 to 1985. It's uh, three seasons long, 27 episodes. Uh, it premiered September 17th, 1983, and ran uh, to de- December 7th, uh, 1985. And uh, here's the synopsis of the entire show. A group of kids are thrown into a fantasy world where they must search for a way home armed with magic weapons that an evil tyrant wants. 
Uh, and the episode that we are watching is the pilot episode called The Night of No Tomorrow. And here's the synopsis for that. The pupils seek out and find Merlin, and he'll teach the pupil Presto magic. If he stays with Merlin, Presto decides to stay and attempts a spell to create a way home. But the spell summons dragons instead, which attacks a nearby village. Spoiler alert, it totally ruined the episode, uh, but um, whatever. So uh, this was um, developed um, by writer-creator um, Mark Evanier, and he, his TV work is at least um, known, he's known for Pryor's Place, <laughs> starring Richard Pryor. Have you ever heard of that show? Heard of what show? Pryor's Place with Richard Pryor. I've no, I've never heard of that. Show <laughs> well, I know you know this one, uh, Garfield and Friends, uh, and uh, he is actually the long-standing writer of one of my favorite indie comic books slash indie characters of all time, uh, Gru the Wanderer. Do you remember Gru at all? I don't remember. Uh, we do have somebody here in the chat. Monty G said, "Ah, ten-year-old me loved this series." 50-year-old me is also a fan, even though I know it's dot, 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 a little rough. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree. It's a little For rough. Sure. Rough around the edge. And uh, a lot of people worked behind the scenes on this, including uh, director John Gibbs, who worked on Transformers, G.I. Joe, Muppet Babies, Defenders of the Earth, uh, some TV movie called Solar Man, which might be worth checking out. And Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. And uh, for some reason, it took two directors for this episode. He was accompanied by Bob Richardson, who worked on the uh, Ultimate Avengers uh, 1 and 2 animated movies. Did you ever watch those movies? I did not, but I have heard of them. They're pretty good. It's uh, pre-Disney buyout Marvel, so... Make sure you check it out. <laughs> and he also worked on the Fox uh, Spider-Man animated series, uh, as well as uh, Pink Panther, Pink at First Sight. I, I know you're going to watch that later. Uh, and uh, <laughs> as I said, uh, Mark Evanier is like the head writer, and he was accompanied by uh, Kevin Paul Coates, who uh, is credited as the uh, creator. And uh, he worked on uh, Battle of the Planets, and uh, also the co-creator okay. is uh, Dennis Marks. He worked on uh, Batman the Animated Series, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Turbo Teen. Have you, are you familiar with Turbo Teen? I've heard of Turbo Teen. I've never watched it. It's the it, boy yeah, that familiar. when he gets hot, he turns into like a Corvette. Yeah, that's that's puberty, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, The Incredible Hulk and uh, production company is a pretty well known here. A, a little company called Marvel Productions and uh, D&D Entertainment. And it was uh, animated by the Japanese uh, company uh, Toei. So uh, you can either blame them or uh, support them, however you want to look at it. So uh, so who are some of the uh, man? We've got like an all star cast here. Tell me who they are. Yeah, there's a lot of people here. I'm not going to go through everyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, first up, we have another appearance by Willie yes. Ames. Uh, I can't believe Bible it. Man himself. So Willie Ames. Yeah, we just covered Bible Man a couple episodes ago. And uh, or was it last? No. Yeah, like yeah. two episodes ago. Anyways, um, and we had talked about how he had like done something in Dungeons and Dragons. And for whatever reason, I forgot all about it. So <laughs> I looked this up. But yeah. Uh, he's known from um, Bible Man and a bunch of other things you don't care about. Uh, well, I mean, Charles in <laughs> Charge, though, right? I mean, at least that. 
Yeah, I guess yeah. Charles in charge. Yeah, I just uh, we've already covered him pretty extensively. Uh, I've talked. Listen, I've talked more about Willie Ames in the last <laughs> um, six weeks than I want wanted to in my entire life. It's true. So I'd like it's to move true. on. Move on then. Yes. Okay. Uh, then we've got uh, Adam Rich. He plays the voice of Presto. Uh, I really didn't recognize him from any of this other stuff, but he was. It says that he was well known, most known for. Code Red and Eight is Enough, where he was in 112 episodes. I remember Eight is Enough existing. I never yeah, watched Yeah, same it. here. I think that one is a sitcom like before our time, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have Katie Lee as the voice of Sheila the Thief. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually is still working uh, as a voice actress, has 136 credits to her mm-hmm. name. Um, it's, you know, pretty much like animated work. Nothing that super stands out to me. The thing she did the most of was 107 episodes of Muppet Babies. Mm, all right. But she's got stuff as recently as uh, last year. Um, so, yeah. Uh, then we've got Sydney Miller, who plays the Dungeon Master. Uh, Sydney, it's really weird because, like, most of his stuff looks like it's for directing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's got 41 credits for directing and... Oh, oh, wait, no, I should have done better research. He's got 153 for acting. <laughs> uh, he hasn't acted since 1997. I suspect he's not alive. Probably not. Uh, died in 2004. So There you yeah. go. Um, <clears throat> then we've got uh, Peter. Wait, do I want to cover Peter Cullen yet? Yes, we've got Peter <laughs> Cullen. Uh, I think everybody knows him best from um, Transformers. Uh, Optimus Prime, of mm-hmm. course, uh, but he's done a million things that we don't have the time to get into, <laughs> but I'm sure the audience knows who he is. And then the last two people I want to cover is Frank Welker, also of Transformers fame, uh, Galvatron, Megatron, Shockwave, uh, a bunch of other characters. And of course, he's got tons and tons of other animated credits to his name. Uh, I don't want to... Can I I'm throw sorry? one in there? Uh we yeah, already yeah, yeah. covered him as the dog from the Chipmunk Adventure, uh, and it was funny when I was when I was looking through the IMDb, I was like, "Whoa, we've got uh, you know Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime, and Frank Megatron Welker here." I can't wait to see what badass Frank Welker is playing, <laughs> and he's playing the <laughs> stupid unicorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real weird. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I. I know we talked about this last time we went over Frank Welker, but he's got like four or five Star Trek credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them in Voyager, one of them in like Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, um, and some video games. So I don't want to use him as a because I feel like that'll be cheating. Yeah, we've already he's like in yeah, like we've run it for him once before. Half the stuff we right. cover, but thankfully we've got Don Most uh, also on the cast. He's the here. most Don, uh, Don you Don could Most. possibly cast. That's right. He plays the voice of Eric the Cavalier. Mm-hmm. He was in Happy Days, 167 episodes of that. Uh, but more importantly, Steve, he was in an episode of Star Trek Voyager as Caden. So we still get our Star Trek connection. All right, and here it is. Ah, oh no, we've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah! I don't know how you do it, no, but I, you always find a way. I wonder what... Uh, <laughs> What people, the first time they tune in, they're like, what the fuck is going on with these Star Trek? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, um, and that's pretty much the cast of Import. There's a few other people on the cast, but they're either not credited with what they did or, and you know, like there's just a lot of people. Um, did you, <laughs> did, I'm the, I think the only person you might have missed oh, is uh, Tanya. Um, yeah, uh, 
Diana the Acrobat. Yeah, Tanya Gale yeah. Smith. Yeah, she does Diana the Acrobat. Uh, besides this, all she did was appear as an extra on an episode of The Facts of huh. Life. Wow, wow. Well, we're not going to start doing Facts of Life connections anytime soon. And I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, how about uh, Bobby the Barbarian? Did you mention him? Teddy Field III? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, on my list, he's not credited. Uh, so who is uh, he? He's Bobby the Barbarian, the little boy, basically, um, who's... He's got the big club. Oh, no, no. I mean, the, the oh. actor's name. Tony, Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is right here. I'm sorry. He just doesn't have a picture. Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> similar to our last person, uh, besides uh, Dungeons and Dragons, he did one episode of Mr. T. Nice. And uh, 13 episodes of something called Super, or excuse me, Saturday Super Cave. Oh, we, we know about that. Uh, yeah, isn't that like the, the thing Kubert, with... Cubert uh, episode. Cubert, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we covered that. All right. Well, um, sounds like uh, we're ready to watch this thing. You ready? Let's do it. All right. I'm going to count down. If you're watching along, go, feel free to hit. Pl- oh, maybe we should put the link first in the uh, chat. Yeah. Do, uh, do you do you have it handy? Okay, somebody. Uh, I do. Cool. cool. One second here. Yep. The most Don most. This is the very professional setup here. Um, okay, so I have put the link to episode one of Dungeons and Dragons on YouTube into the chat if you're watching along live, so you can click there as well. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. And three, two, one, play. All right, there we go. <laughs> this is the most like simple, like sort of typical '80s premise to send someone into a fantasy realm. Yeah, uh, I agree. By the way, I love how they like break their backs here, the way that they're like sent into this vortex. Like their backs are yeah. back. It, it would have uh, no vertebrae. <laughs> I think it might be a little loud. Whoops. There we go. I love how they just show up and automatically know it all dungeon master just knows exactly who they're supposed to be and you know gives them their right and the kids all pretty much know how to use their powers right yeah no need for character growth here in dungeons of dragons episode one um but there's definitely a lot of telling and and not so much showing yeah i mean that's also kind of a trope if you will that it's like eh, we're just gonna skip the origin story and go straight to the action i mean by the way, I do like the title, The Night of No mm-hmm. Tomorrow. is like a very cool sounding. Uh, it actually sounds like a title from like an original series episode. Of Star <laughs> God, you and your Star Trek. And those are the kind of titles they do. <laughs> I know. It is a good title. Oh, man. So I'm going to go ahead and say I think like for the most part, like this show is pretty decent. But I feel like... Um, Bobby the Barbarian and um, Uni the Unicorn are basically sort of like the it's like the Scrappy Doo or Bandit and Johnny Quest of this show almost. But I don't want to compare him to Johnny Quest because of course you can't have Johnny Quest without Johnny Quest. But uh, why is the Unicorn there? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> uh, to sell toys, I guess. I don't know. It's that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe to was My Little Pony already out? This came out in 1983. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's to kind of yeah, I mean, it's to, it's to cutify it a little bit, I guess, you know, so little kids could have something to go, oh, for, I, I guess. But man, the 
Oh, what, what, what did they call the dragon? Tmf dragon. Tmet. Uh, and I have to say, I think Tiamat the dragon is pretty badass looking. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening to this, um, and you should go watch it, because I'd say it's pretty well animated for the most part. Um, like they're in this sort of wasteland type area, and I guess they're they don't even say how they got there. They're just there. They're wandering around, try to find a way home, and this massive dragon shows. Is, what is? How many heads does he? She have six, five, five heads. And um, I just wonder if like that's the name of the dragon in like the um, the Dungeons and Dragons like Dungeon Master book because I was reading that they actually used the um, like they used those books Characters. as uh, yeah source material more or less. Makes sense. Monty G in the chat wrote that uh, I think he's referring to uh, Bobby here that they're the Wesley Crusher of the I could series. See that. I mean, what do you think about the idea of making, like, the youngest um, character, like, the strongest, like, the barbarian, basically? I mean, I guess if you're trying to, like, appeal to little kids, mm -hmm. that's appealing <laughs> to them if you're, like, six or eight or something, right? So, yeah. um, Instead of making one of the uh, older kids. Right. So the Dungeon Master just uh, showed up. How would you describe the Dungeon Master? Uh, like a misshapen potato. <laughs> That's good. I put, um, if, uh, like Willow and Frodo had like a sketchy, questionable uncle. <laughs> mm, He's that. so creepy and so, um, and such a know-it-all. So yeah, here's where, as you were saying, we get a lot of, uh, show here. Um, and then we, they, we get a first shot of Avenger, who's the, uh, who's the villain, uh, voiced by, uh, Peter Cullen. And, uh, I will say, like, all the sort of little tidbits that they drop, um, end up, they're, they're setups that end up paying off, like, by the end of the episode. For the most part. So yeah, another thing that uh, I don't really like about the Dungeon Master is that he's kind of like the Watcher from the Marvel Universe. Uh, maybe even worse so in the way that he sort of foretells what's going to happen to um, our uh, crew here. And it's like, if you already know what's going to happen, like, why don't you do something to help them? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are <laughs> for Dungeons and Dragons. I know a Dungeon Master is not supposed to help, so... I mean, I guess the dungeon master in this show is pretty accurate as to how he's, uh, how they are, you know, in the books. Trade. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I just hate that he's, as I, I don't know if you heard me or not, how he just, oh, you did? Well, what do you think about the, the dungeon master as sort of a literary device here in the, in the show? Yeah, I'm. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, by the way, Monty G in the chat said that he would describe the dungeon master as a high AF. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really a fan of the character. I, I don't. I think it would have been more interesting, like if they just like appeared here already dressed up rather than some random DM giving them their powers. But I don't know. At the same time, like you know, ultimately they're trying to get you know kids into Dungeons and right. Dragons, right? And the dungeon master is a big part of that. So I, I guess you have to have a dungeon master i just would have maybe introduced it a different way yeah so all right we already saw tiamat and then we just saw presto which is the lamest name for a magician ever he brought a uh, cow out of his magical hat <laughs> that cow is gonna come into play later in this show uh so i mean i really think that uh mark evanier here he's a uh, 
he cares. He's actually he actually put some thought at least into the plot of uh, of the episode. I mean, I I guess I I don't know. I I have some issues with the plot, but I'll. Uh, well, I look forward to hearing them. <laughs> but yeah, thank. I don't know. Thank the dungeon master. They left Uni. Oh wait, no. Is yeah. This is the part where they leave Uni behind. What do you think about? I wish we had footage of Frank Welker like in the studio doing these unicorn god those awesome. those noises how <laughs> what do they sound like to you what is a uni they're like <laughs> <laughs> terrible yeah yeah it sounds like someone who's mentally ill it sounds like like you know when you let the air out of a balloon and you like squeeze the tip mm -hmm. of it to make it it does it does like sound that. like that so uh i don't know what do you think about uh the animation of uh this show it's Okay. Uh, I mean, it's from 1983, so I mean, it's pretty decent in mm -hmm. most cases from 1983. There's a couple things here and there that I'm not crazy about, but uh, I think you're pretty fond of it, though, right? I mean, I think it is pretty good for 1983. I mean, it's um, it was better than I expected, but I think it um, yeah, I think it's been um, uh, upresed, and is it freaking freezing again? Jeez. All right, there it's we go. Freezing Th on thank God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of this uh, Merlin? He's <laughs> um, <laughs> fine, generic. Uh, but, you know, I guess this is the classic Merlin, right? And mm -hmm. I, I don't know how he's depicted or if he's even depicted in Dungeons & Dragons artwork. Maybe this is how he looked. I mean, right. The first, the, the, so this villain has only one horn on his left side of his head. Yeah, that was a weird touch, I'd say. Um, but uh, I'm sure people that are like fans of Dungeons and Dragons can better explain it to us, like why. Yeah, yeah. I wonder or if, if that's like a real thing, right? If or normal. Avenger is a, a like that is a dash Avenger. If that's like an actual thing in the Dungeons of Dra and Dragons like world. Um. But uh, so basically, the like the, the whole thing is like they want to get home. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, this Merlin is like, oh, I, I think he says like he can't help them or something, right? Uh, and and then they did that weird the first time I saw it because I watched this like a couple of times when they he started talking about his hair and was showing that he's bald and stuff. Like, I actually like didn't see how it fit in. <laughs> Until later, but later, yeah. I guess it's supposed to be because he's not Merlin. Yeah, basically, the dungeon master speaks in riddles, and ugh, like I hate those kinds of characters. <laughs> but it's like if he if so, you know, spoiler: the dungeon Merlin is really Venger. Mm -hmm. He's made himself look like this. He's like he's like a changeling, right? He can morph. Right. Uh, well, why wouldn't he just like morph white hair? Why why would he like make a hat with a wig? on it that seems like more work yeah it's pretty pretty random and also his whole uh plan sort of um gauges on kind of like happenstance basically i mean he in yeah uh, he could be and by he i mean venger he could be waiting in this like castle for years until the dungeons and dragons team just sort of happens along and then uh, Presto, you know, accidentally reads the... Uh, I mean, we're already giving away the plot because we haven't gotten there yet. But um, but in this... I mean, I guess the idea is that... 
Yeah, it, this this doesn't make any sense because it's like, well, did Venger maybe is he responsible for bringing these people from Earth to the Dungeons and Dragons realm? But if that's the case, why was the dungeon master ready to give them like roles? Like, who brought them here? And again, maybe it's covered in other. I, I wish that guy Monty G was back. He would yeah. <laughs> come back, Monty, please. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's after these guys because uh, he wants their like special. Like artifacts or something that each of them uh, possess, and uh, and we should say that Tiamat from the beginning of the episode, the dragon, came back for more <laughs> to go after the D and D crew here. And uh, again, it, it seems like man, is that all they've got? But there's a reason why he's there um, that pays off at the end of the episode. Yeah. Hey, Monty G is back. He said, but I can't guarantee I'll remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Yeah, like, I, 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 so Monty G, do you know, like, who br- is responsible for bringing these kids into the Dungeons and Dragons realm? Do they, is that ever explained in the series? It's the Dungeons and Dragons company. <laughs> They're the reason. TSR yeah, that's or whatever. It. It's not TSR anymore. I know there's, like, a big, um controversy like wizards of the west coast yeah I that's think. what it's called uh, now uh, and from what i know it's basically hasbro owns them and they're like uh changing everything and the i guess the old school D um fans they're not a big they're not really into that yeah yeah i know there was a big uproar a few months ago and i guess like hasbro or, or wizards of the west coast like changed reverted some policies mm-hmm. or pretended to clarify some policies and be like no 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 that's not what we meant right right the really creepy part, um, we uh, missed it, it's a, a little bit back, is where um, Merlin is like, ooh, I'm looking for a new apprentice, and I want to teach you, Presto. You just have to stay here for the rest of your life. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, and Presto stays behind, agrees to stay with him, mm. uh, because Presto thinks, okay, I'll stay behind and I'll learn, like, why... Uh, a spell to send everybody so back. back yeah cool. so i mean he cares about his friends i mean there's definitely a lot of uh teamwork here with the uh the D crew um and they i think i feel like they do a decent job of finding something for everyone to do at least i mean people just aren't like standing around everyone except for eric the one that's always complaining <laughs> right right uh so monty g said that um he thinks it might have been covered in the final episode. So it wrote, if I recall, Venger is, spoiler alert, the Dungeon Master's son. <gasps> is, I wonder if he's uh, referring to, like in my research, I discovered that uh, the actual finale of, uh, of this cartoon was never actually uh, completed. But you could, at one point, you could go onto a D and D site and like listen to it in audio drama form. Like they wrote it. Yeah, Monty G mentioned that like somebody had like some people had like put together uh, a version of it mm-hmm. with, I guess, a script or what yeah. have you. Isn't the internet wonderful? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's the big reveal. Oh, it wasn't Merlin at all. I. I do like the transition from Merlin to Venger. Mm-hmm. How? I love uh, how Presto's reaction to Venger, uh, to Merlin turning into this demonic looking thing. He goes, oh no, like he's uh, in troll too. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I love just how much um, like Optimus Prime Venger sounds like. It's yeah, he sounds just yeah. Like I feel like they almost put the same effect on him and everything. Um, yeah, very similar. I shouldn't say just right. like him, pretty damn. Similar. Now here, the um, basically the D and D crew have left. Um, Presto behind and they're hanging out in some sort of hobbit village and listen to this fortune teller she said it's so obvious that it is a man pretending to be a woman yeah <laughs> like i still don't know why we were sent here mayor but at least we got to meet merlin and the fortune was really weird she's like oh yeah you're gonna be rich you're gonna be she's basically trying to take them for a ride <laughs> i feel like she's like what you mean a fortune tell fortune tellers aren't real you hell is that what you're trying to say i'm afraid to break it to you steve <sighs> how will i how will I continue? Yeah, so these dragons that... Uh, so press, basically what happened is Venger, pretending to be Merlin, um, tricked Presto into using his good magic to unleash these bad dragons. And uh, these dragons are not nearly as detailed as uh, Tiamat. <laughs> They're just sort of pretty generic yeah. dragons. And the whole deal is that like Merlin had a long time ago, I think like a thousand years ago, uh, gotten the good uh, the dragons mm -hmm. to go away by using his good magic a special spell and only somebody that uses good magic could undo the spell and obviously Venger doesn't know how to use the good magic because he's such yeah. a bad boy <laughs> he's the bad boy of uh, the D&D &D world here I love how oh, what... so the, these dragons are like setting the village mm -hmm. on fire so is Presto responsible for their deaths I guess <laughs> Yeah, I guess right? he is. But don't worry, he's going to learn a valuable lesson. It's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because it's because at the end, they're like, oh, the village thinks that you're right. a hero. Oh, really? <laughs> well, you know, it's like, well, you did a great job, um, you know, fixing your own mistakes, so you're a hero. Yeah, it, it's like, uh, to use an analogy I think I've used before on the podcast, it's like a thief breaking into your house, stealing all your shit, and you're and you being thankful because a week later he gives you back like your TV right. or something, but keeps everything else. I <laughs> also forgot. He's supposed to be grateful. <laughs> no. Hey, as long as you learn a valuable lesson, that's all that matters. Uh, but I forgot to mention uh, back when they first um, are uh, going up to Merlin's uh, magical floating castle. I love how it the way they get there is by magic ladder. I mean, it's so, yeah. it's like the, it's a ladder from Home Depot, basically. Like, what's... <laughs> yeah, basically. Like they could... And at first I was like, oh, that's so, like, convenient that this ladder falls down. But it does actually make sense in the story because it's Venger, you know, trying to get them up. Right, there. but I mean, why isn't it like a floating rock or just... Why doesn't he use his magic telekinesis. to get them up there? Uh, yeah. Why are the clouds <laughs> solid when they're up there? Oh, it's the same... If he wants them to get into the castle, why didn't he have the, the bridge? The I think the same down? people who constructed Avengers Floating Castle, they also made uh, Camelot in the Care Bears movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. Uh, Monty G said, uh, I think this is in reference to Presto uh, being responsible for uh, the genocide <laughs> of the village. But his heart grew several sizes <laughs> that day, though. I like this guy. You got to drop by more often, Monty. Boy, Presto has a two giant buck teeth, huh? <laughs> that is a unfortunate dental situation yeah. that he doesn't seem to have the magic to uh, yeah fix. If uh, you were if you were to get swept into this world, like if you went on that D and D ride, 
which one of these uh, sort of avatars do you think you would be, or characters? Um, is Venger an option? <laughs> he seems cool. <laughs> we could go with that. Um, because I mean, otherwise, I mean, I guess you know you'd want to be Presto, right? Because he can do like pretty much mm-hmm. anything. Even though he's got maybe the lamest oh, outfit. Oh yeah, super lame. I don't know. But all these outfits are. I'd kind probably of be Eric the Cavalier, just making snide remarks the whole time, not really, you know, helping out the team in any way. Oh, okay, I'm trying to think like what? How am I gonna get laid? <laughs> while I'm he's sure getting? in the adult version, Eric is probably you know busy, you know, getting uh, getting everyone in trouble. It's like, oh, she she told me she loved me. <laughs> He's the he's the Job yeah. of the group to use in a rest of the development go. reference. Yeah, actually, he kind of looks like Job. <laughs> Monty Monty G wrote that he would be the roller coaster <laughs> car. <laughs> so you're 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 taking kids into uh, away from their families and parents <laughs> and into wow. this world. <laughs> hey, Stadium Arts is here. Thanks for joining. Welcome Strike. back. True Obscurian, if there ever was one. All right, so I guess we should pay attention to the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, we haven't even been discussing this. So basically, now uh, they, they, you know, the that five-headed dragon from earlier broke into Merlin's mm-hmm. castle. They managed to like trap him and get away from him, and that gave Presto a chance to undo mm-hmm. the spell. And now, like, he's, you know, telling everybody, I'm sorry about undoing the spell. I was just trying to get everybody home. Isn't it funny that uh, one of the magical, you know, sort of avatars or powers is the acrobat? It's like she could have been just a regular gymnast on Earth, but she had to come to a fantasy world (laughs) to get, you know, magical gymnast powers, more or less. Well, I assume, though, like, she's quite a bit better than a regular gymnast would be, I presume. Mm. I mean, I don't, you know, she like does like at one point like make her baton fly down a hallway, and turns out like every she reminds me of uh, Kitara from the Wildcats or Wildcats Thundercats. <laughs> Getting my cats mixed up over here. Yeah. So so anyway, now the gang is uh, trying to convince Presto to go back to the village with them because mm-hmm. he's a hero. Because <laughs> he there. he fixed his own mistake. Um, oh, now they bring the cow back from before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there aren't enough horses for everybody to have their own, so uh, Presto conjures up the same cow from earlier for mm-hmm. Eric to ride. And he's. this is a funny line. See if we missed it. Hold on. When he says, I don't ride anything yeah. that gives milk. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I guess he doesn't ride milk-producing uh, creatures, Steven. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah. Like that? That's so, it's such a random line. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a whole lot to make fun of here, but definitely some stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, should we? Did, did you notice that this is, like, made by Toei? Yeah, I animation? mentioned that at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I was busy, <laughs> Steve, doing some, maybe looking through my map. Yeah, you were busy thinking books. about Star Trek. That's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Probably. Finding out ways to make sexy Star Trek RPG games. In the chat, Monty G is right. He said he's as innocent as the kids and no one ever thinks about what happened to the car. It's true. We don't see what happens to the car. I, I hope the car gets a gets an episode. Oh, it's gonna later get its own series to, like, at some point. Well, I I know what I can I can mention some of the sort of uh trivia here. Like 
So it was like, um, I guess num- I guess this was like syndicated, and it was number one in its uh, time slot for for many years to come. It says they had a hundred different licenses. So this was a pretty popular show when it was out, and I I think oh, that's wow. uh, so interesting considering that you know everyone uh, was demonizing, and uh, that is the proper pun, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons back in the '80s because supposedly it was a path to Satan. Yeah, there were a lot of Satanic Panic-style movies made about it. Uh, Tom Hanks stars in one. We should probably cover it. Like, There's a made-for-TV movie that he did before he was uh, a big, mm-hmm. big star. Um, and, yeah, it's terrible. It's yeah, really that's, that sounds fun. And also, um, of course, just like with all of the sort of action cartoons of the 80s, um, there was uh, they considered a lot of the violence <laughs> very controversial. Like, you think about like what we just watched and like, Meanwhile, in Japan, like uh, schoolgirls are getting ripped apart by like tentacle monsters and stuff. Like it's just right. It's just hilarious. Uh, so yeah, the National Coalition on Television Violence demanded that um, the FTC run a warning during each broadcast, stating that Dungeons and Dragons had been linked to real life violent deaths, uh, which of course is not true uh. at all. It's uh, pure propaganda. Yeah, yeah, of course, as usual. This is very like uh, reminds you of the right to censor in the WWE <laughs> attitude. Oh, era. We're back there again. Uh, so the big sh- man. But yeah, that pretty much covers uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Steve, do you do you want to render a verdict, or do you have any more um, factoids? No, surprisingly, there wasn't that much uh, about it. Um, just that it was uh, really popular, and of course, um, people complained about the very minimal. Uh, violence so uh yeah let's uh and as we know everybody associated with it is in hell now including uh, <laughs> well you know he at least uh divorced his <laughs> wife slash computer and that's because he uh you know participated in this you think you think it was yeah. dungeons oh. and dragons that drove him to be bible man <laughs> maybe uh i i wish uh stadium arts stry had been here earlier uh, willie ames plays one of the does one of the voices of the characters and uh you know willie ames was ball and yeah, himself there you go. Uh, that we covered a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, obviously, uh, this is before he uh, turned his life to pretending to be a man of <laughs> And obviously, before he decided to be a five-star cruise director, which is, you know, the most right? heavenly yeah, thing I, you can do, besides being a priest, of course. I, I believe he, he said six-star. Yep, I'm looking at his... Uh, at his IMDb profile, he says that he became a six star. I didn't even know that was possible. He, he was, was so good. They... Well, when you're Willie Ames, Steve, you you go one star beyond. <laughs> all right, all right. Here, here we go. All right. Uh, Dungeon Master Yehel. Uh, do you think that the Dungeons and Dragons uh, cartoon should be uh, remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Well, you know, at first, before we started doing the watch through, I was going to say no, because I really didn't enjoy mm-hmm. it. And part of the reason why I didn't enjoy it at first is because like, at first it kind of doesn't make sense, all the Merlin stuff. And, like, why isn't Merlin directing them, like, which way to go out of the castle? 
but then it's like okay it's not really merlin but then the, when you think about it that doesn't really make any sense either because it's like you said like it's very convenient that venture like just happened to like wait be waiting mm-hmm. at the right time for these people to show up but I'm also not the biggest Dungeons and Dragons fan, uh, or I, I shouldn't say I'm not a fan. I just never really mm-hmm. played it. Um, but uh, after 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 watching with you, you know, I, I, you you, met, you pointed out enough positives. I'm I'm gonna say keep it. Yeah, grill. Well, well, good. I'm glad uh, I was able to um, sway you because I mean, I aside from Uni, I wasn't really annoyed by anything. I liked the animation and thought it had um, a brisk enough pace. And uh, better than average writing for like a cartoon of the time. Uh, thanks. I feel the writing was pretty. Really? I mean, I thought the to sometimes annoying. Like some these characters. Actually, that was one of the things I hated is that the characters, especially like in the first act, nobody shuts the fuck up for like a <laughs> second. Like there's like no space between like what one character when one character stops talking and the next one starts. Like. It's yeah, the crazy. voice acting is uh, is a bit weird because a lot of the I don't know if it was just maybe a lack of technology at the time, or they didn't bother to remaster the uh, the audio because uh, yeah, they sound um, very bland and a lot like it, each other. Um, it sounds like everybody like recorded their audio separately too, and then it was edited mm-hmm. together. Like they don't really sound like they're having conversations right. with each yeah, other. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, but I still uh, enjoyed the episode as a whole. Like, I doubt it's gonna make me want to watch uh, any more. I mean, and I was already a big fan of uh, Mark Evanier, so that might have made you know made me a little uh, biased. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think it deserves to be saved. I mean, it's definitely no Bruno the Kid or anything like that. Um, yeah. And it's definitely no biker mice from Mars. So I would say slightly better than average. And because of that, it will be remembered. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right. Well, yeah, I, I, there is, we should mention, uh, a new Dungeons & Dragons movie coming out mm-hmm. called Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. And I only bring it up because it is starring 2009's Captain Kirk, Chris Pine. Uh, you know, he's a, <laughs> a bland enough actor to take the place of one Willie Ames, I'd say. I would say he's somebody that, like, if he's really into the part, he's really good. But if he's not into it, you can tell. Mm, yeah, I mean, I just... <laughs> I never understood why, like, he was the it or has been the it guy for so long. Like, I I wouldn't say he's an it guy. He's at in all. everything. He's always the lead. He's always the lead. He's. I was just gonna say he's never the lead in anything. Like in Wonder Woman, he's a supporting actor. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess he's the lead in. He's the so he's the lead in Dungeons and Dragons. But like, what other movie besides Star Trek? 2009 was he really like a lead in? I mean, there's a lot of other forgettable stuff, so forgettable that I can't recall them right now. Um, but there's a zombie movie he did that was really good before. Really, he Star Trek hmm. uh, that he's the lead in. Yeah. Well, I mean, that yeah, might surprisingly good one. Be worth uh, checking out at some point. But uh, tell us what you think about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, the cartoon, uh, either uh, in the comments or um, I don't know. <laughs> Let us know on Twitter. And uh, anything else to add, Yehel, before we uh, sign off? 
Uh, no, we will not be live next week, unfortunately. Or the week but, after. Uh, or the week. Well, it's iffy. We, we'll see. We may end up uh, probably won't be live. Mm. I know we're going to record the episode in case because I said I probably won't be around. But uh, and uh, sounds morbid. Get ready. Uh, <laughs> you're going to die. Oh, no. Or just get sucked into a well, fantasy world. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll be covering next week the world's most unlikable superhero, the irredeemable Ant-Man. That is the name of the comic book. And I really think, uh, even though it won't be live, you guys should check it out because I have a feeling Steve and I may come to blows uh, while covering. Oh, wow. I, I'm interested. I wish I could watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all righty. Well, uh, that's going to do it uh, for this episode of Obscurity Now. Um, make sure you uh, come back uh, next Sunday as we unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.